How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're here till uh, Monday Night Football. I'll be here tomorrow and Thursday. My days all run together. No, tomorrow and Wednesday. Then Thursday, we're back together again, Paul before Thursday night football. Twitter brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge. Jeep Ram Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. Hit us on that fan hotline. We love it. It's presented by Nemecolon. Around every corner, Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. All right, lots of calls on the line. Stay there. We'll get to you in just a moment. You know, people say, well, you can't. You, you heard that last caller. Well, then, you know, maybe you make a change, and if you do, then you're going to have to learn something all new offensively again. What is the danger with making a change if it's not working? Particularly at the bye week, and it comes at a really opportune time if you're going to make a change. What do you, what do you think's going to happen, Colin? If you Turn your mic change? on there. Uh, yeah, there we are. What do you? Well, I'm used to them t- turning the mic right. on for me. But at, anyway, thanks, Joel. I appreciate it. Uh, what What are you going to lose if you get somebody in here and you know it takes a little bit of time to figure it out? Are you? They're not going to be able to score two touchdowns in a game. That's the thing. They've only done once, by the way, an entire in this entire season. They've only done once. What possibly is going to be worse than what you're looking at right now if you make a change? Now, I wouldn't make a change until after the season. But, but Colin, here's well, stop my thing. there. Why wouldn't you make if a change was, until after the season? Why? Well, I mean, I, I might I, because I, I feel like you have your your offense in place. If you make Mike Sullivan the offensive coordinator, I don't know how much he's going to really change. But here's the thing I would do if I was uh, Art Rooney II. I would walk down the hallway, and I would say to Mike, Mike Tomlin, listen, we're going to ride this out because this is your guy. But here's the thing. If the offense stinks the rest of the way and you don't get any better and, you know, we end up going 9-8 and eight or whatever and slopping together a record like last year and either miss the playoffs or losing the first round, not only is he gone, but you're gone too. Not going to happen because, because here's my, but, but it's not going to happen. But my point is that would be putting it in Mike Tomlin's lap to say if Mike Tomlin decides, hey, maybe Mike Sullivan can you know can be an upgrade or this and that. But it needs to be made pretty clear that Mike Tomlin, your future is tied to whatever happens to this offense because we've invested a lot of draft capital and even some free agent capital into this offense, and it hasn't gotten better. So it's on you now. So you have to fix it. That's all. I, that's that's what why I, I agree to some degree, but that should have been done before the season. Much like, you know, the thing that's going on in Iowa with Kirk Ferentz's son, right. that actually should have been an edict for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for Matt Canada. They should have said, you need to average X amount of points. You need to do this. You need to do that or else you're gone. Here are hard numbers and thresholds 
that you need to meet. John's in Belvernon. Hi, John. Hey, how you guys doing? Great, thank you. Listen, if I was any better, I'd be Paul Zeiss's twin. All right, get to your point. <laughs> Listen, my friend, here's my point. My point is, is I have a solution. You know, we can go back to 1987 when I played at Geneva College, and Mark Mangino, Coach Bear, was the uh, offensive coordinator. We went to every line of scrimmage with three plays. We called check with me, play one, two, three, and three was always like a kind of an anomaly. It was a little bit out of the, out of the question, and I and I and, we, and it worked. You know, we got to the final four. And NAI, and I'm going to say this is when I coached at Bethel Park, mm-hmm. they need to make they need to make Jeff Matheny the head coach. They need to make him the offense quartered because we did the same thing. I don't understand why. Yeah, well, nobody gives a hell what happened against Wisconsin Stevens Point or whatever. Like we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I get the guy's point, but like let's move it along. What are real fixes and real solutions? Ralph is on the turnpike. Hi, Ralph. Hey. I love your show. Thank you, Ralph. Thanks for doing it. Sure. You guys have a great show. Well, we appreciate that. You can add to it. Would you like to? Yeah, absolutely. What about a rigid disc and better face for the bars? Yeah, that would work. What else? How about Jim Morrison? You think he'd light a fire? I love Richie Zisk. I get that. What else you got? What is Richie Zisk? What is he talking about? Let him go. He's he's on it. What else? Thanks, Ralph. Thank you much. The calls are working out, Paul. This I, don't, segment. I don't even understand what the point of that was. <laughs> no, nah, fan text line. Hit us there. That's better. Brought to you by uh, Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Ted's on Mount Washington. You can always count on Ted. Hi, Ted. What's going on, guys? Not much, Ted. Hey, real quick. Um, Paul, when you're describing uh, Mike Tomlin, you know the coach I was thinking about? Dave wants that. Yeah. Money ball. <laughs> okay, that's basically what you're talking about. Talk about a guy who's a dinosaur. I think the game has uh, passed him by. And I got two questions for you guys. One, do you think loyalty can make you a slave to change in this organization? And also, do you believe that Art Rooney is really cheap when it comes to hiring coaches? Is really what now? Re- repeat yourself. Cheap. Cheap when it comes to hiring assistant coaches. Cause that's, that's I don't know if he's cheap when it comes to hiring assistant coaches, but what I do know is this, that they have one of the smallest staffs in the NFL. That they don't have – you look up at a staff – or do this. Go to teams' websites and then go to the Pittsburgh Steelers' website. When you go to other teams' websites, they have quality control this, offensive quality control this, this scout, in-game analytics guy, this guy – Quality control for analytics. Analytics, quality control. They got 39 of these people that you don't know what they are, but they all got polos and khakis on with the logo on it. The Steelers don't seem to have that. I remember when Nick Saban got hired. Didn't he have 25 coaches? Mm -hmm. I think he had 25 assistants. What do the Steelers have? 17, right? I mean, that's a big difference. Yeah, they don't have anywhere near the number. It doesn't seem as a lot of NFL coaches. Zach's in California. Hi, Zach. How are you? Hey, I'd like to talk to you about the analogy that Kenny Pickett is a puppy. Tomlin is the owner. 
And Canada is the child that keeps teaching the puppy bad habits. Okay. Whose job is it? Wait, run that. Start to- Start all over. Start all over so I can fully digest this. So let's set the roles again here in your in your passion play. Who do you, who do you have here? Kenny Pickett is a puppy. He's played let. He's okay. played seventeen games in the NFL. He's a puppy. Mm-hmm. The owner okay. is Tomlin. Gotcha. And Canada is the child teaching the puppy bad habits. Hmm. Okay. Whose job is it to make? Whose job is it to make Canada the child? Teach Kenny Pickett good habits. Where does Mr. Rooney fit into all of this? Mr. Rooney is the breeder. <laughs> Are you following this? I, I mean, <laughs> I was still trying to process the whole Richie Zisk thing. And this <laughs> guy, this guy comes along with one guy's the breeder, one guy's this. Here's what I'm going to say about Kenny Pickett, the puppy, quote-unquote. Certainly. C.J. Stroud has played four games. Uh-huh. Not a puppy. Still a puppy. He's a, right, a very but, young pup. But he's played four games, uh-huh. and you've seen where you can say, okay, yeah, I see the first-round pick there. I see a guy who has a chance to be a really good quarterback. I see those kind of – have we seen that at all? Here's no, the thing. Here's the thing. I keep saying this consistently. I really, really want Kenny Pickett to do well. I want him to be a star. I want him to be a great player. Obviously, he played with my son. He played at Pitt. He provided, you know, the, the ACC championship that Pitt needed or whatever, that, that the only one that Pitt has had. I keep trying to convince myself every week. Okay, I see it. All right, well, stop. But, I ne- but here's okay. the thing. Have you? I don't see it. No, I haven't I've either. I've never seen it. I said the outside, night he was drafted, listen, they made a mistake. I wouldn't listen, have taken Kenny outside Pickett. Outside of two drives last year, the Raiders drive last year and the Ravens drive, right? the entire season we saw a guy who's just not quite good enough. And he had and, in the Vikings game the one whenever the, the ball that hit Fryermuth, right? Right, right. That, that he, and then he, this year, you know, if you want to count the, the Raiders, the, the, the drive in the third quarter and the Raiders that gave him 23 points. But for the most part, listen, Colin, even his biggest supporters were talking about basically four drives in 17 games. I am with you. Where he's looked like an NFL quarterback. There was no. At some point, he's no longer a puppy. There was no NFL quarterback in that draft that was worthy of taking in the first round. And the best one might turn out to be the one that was taken last in Brock Purdy. Isn't that amazing? Re- it, well, I mean, not might turn out. He's so far, he's all, he's by not just been the best one, by, by far, far the best yes. one. If you take so, Willis. Pickett. Willis um, is even in the league. Did they cut it, him? Ritter. Jo, uh, Joel, did they cut Willis or no? Is he still in the league? He's still there, but he's probably their, like, number three QB. Right. I mean, right. If you take Willis, uh, I think Pickett was obviously in that draft. Howe was in that draft. Uh, Ritter. Uh, I think Skylar Thompson was in that draft. And, oh, the other goof that the Steelers took because they had to take two quarterbacks in that draft. Oladokun was in that draft, right? They took Oladokun instead of Purdy. Think about that. Yeah. Think about that. And Purdy might end up – there was no quarterback that was worthy of taking in the the first round. I think he's still starting for the Falcons, right? Desmond Ritter. 
And I think the guy at Ole Miss, Corral, was in that Corral, draft. And he that would have been he's, it. He's been hurt for a year and a half. I don't even know where he's at anymore. So there was none. And I said that the day after he was drafted. You might have been able to get Kenny Pickett a little bit later. But here's the thing. I get where you're coming from, and I am on board with you, Paul, 100%. What do you do, though? Do you stop the ride and have a quarterback – uh, do you have a quarterback competition in camp in um, right now in the middle of the season? Like once you start down that road and name a starter, it takes an awful lot to bench the guy, doesn't it? Well, again, I'm going to tell you this much right now. now. So he's got this knee injury. Apparently, it's not serious. But you know what? If I'm the Steelers, I'm going to slow play him coming back. I'm going to let Mitch Trubisky play against Baltimore next week. And I'm going to see what happens. What if Mitch Trubisky wins and it doesn't matter what the score is? If he plays Do you leave well, him in the football him, game I, moving yes. forward after Absolutely. the bye? My thing is, listen, we've seen first-round picks who have gotten benched and then come back. You know, maybe they need a few weeks to sit out. Maybe they need a few weeks to see things. It's no different than if you're in, in, in Major League Baseball and you get sent back to A for a couple of weeks, right? And then you come back. So, to me, I if I'm the Steelers, I'm fully committed – Let's see what Mitch Trubisky does next week against the Ravens because the bottom line is if he's no good, we've got to buy the next week so Kenny Pickett's going to get basically three weeks to get healthy and be ready to play. If he's good, then we've got a bye week where we can actually say uh, make a decision like you're saying where right. we can make them compete for the job and decide who we want. So I think to me there's there, there this is a win-win no matter what is – I would tell you, you know what? Mitch is going to be our guy. If, if if I'm Mike Tomlin tomorrow sitting down at a press conference, I'm saying Mitch is our guy for this week. Kenny's not quite ready. And then go from there. Your call's next. 412-928-9370. Best place to hear about everything black and gold football before every home game. Black and gold game day. 93.7 The Fan. Presented by CGR Wholesale Roofing and Siding Supply Center. All right, let's take some calls. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Rollins in Castle Shannon. Hi, Roland. Uh, there's a lot to uh, unpack with these Steelers. There sure is. Colin, Paul, I'm a huge fan of both of yours. You guys have always been so kind. And Colin, I remembered sending in when you were on the morning show. The Gap Band early in the morning. That's right, responded. pal. So I got that going for me. I'm a Gap Band fan, so... I had that going. I'm 65. I'm retired. Pit fan, diehard Steeler guy for 55 years. Could I do something with you guys a little bit different right now? Um, yeah, we'll gonna, see. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to pretend I'm Mike Tomlin tomorrow at the press conference. I'm going to give you what I want him to say, and then I'll, I'll hang up and let you guys react. Is sure. that is that okay? Sure, let's go. All right. Here's Mike Tomlin to start off the conference. He's going to go full Jimmy Swagger. Or as Ron Cook says, Jimmy Swaggart, I have sinned. I have sinned. I can no longer hire an offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator. The only people that I trust, he's crying. The only people that I trust are Omar Khan, the con artist, and Andy White, who give me the best team on paper in the league. I've screwed up the last two offensive coordinators. I had Brian Flores. I should have made him assistant head coach so he didn't go to the Vikings and get promoted. Dick LeBeau, I was handed to me. You guys with me so far? We're there, yes. Bruce Arians, Bruce Arians was hired and fired. Todd, Coach Todd, I don't know what happened. Munchak, Hall of Fame. 
I have lost my mojo. Andy, Omar, get me an offensive coordinator. Matt, you're going to have to be Kenny's mill nurse until he's back playing on one leg. He'll play on one leg. We have elite West Coast talent, but we have a JV offense. Okay. When does, he, when does he get defrocked by the assemblies of God or whatever? I have seen. Did you like the Jimmy Swagger? Yeah, it was okay. Where are we going? Paul, these calls tonight have been wonderful. I, 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 I'm really having a hard time following the Jimmy Swagger thing. I have sinned. I, I mean, I, I, re, I do remember that. 1988, 89, sex scandals. Huh? You know what I mean? He, he, uh, you know, what's funny was, and this is an aside, but you'll enjoy this. No, story. we like the asides right? better than the stuff so, down the middle, so right? So, I, uh, you know, I was like real big. My, my family, I grew up really religious, like in a really religious family. Right. We were in church. Literally five out of seven nights a week. I was in youth group. I was in this. I was in Bible study, this and that and everything. What's well, paid my off. My parents were big. My parents were big Jimmy Swagger, you know, so we had to watch them, Jimmy Swagger and everything. And here was what was hilarious. So I used to, so I, so I decided I was going to try and please my parents. And I started listening to Christian rock and roll. Oh, wow. Petra, Striper, the Daniels band. These are all like real hard rock and roll, but they're Christian bands, right? Striper, right? So, sure. sure. Jimmy Swagger, literally about two weeks before this whole thing with the prostitutes, he comes out and basically does a sermon about how Christian rock and roll is actually hypocritical and that it's basically satanic because, you know, Satan infiltrating youth by using rock and roll, uh, you know, which is a, 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 you know, like a satanic form of music to infiltrate Christian youth. Right. My argument was always, well, like, you know what? Most people that aren't Christian, like most of my people that are my age that aren't Christian, they want to hear rock and roll. I can get them to listen to Striper. I can't get them to listen to Jimmy Swaggart and, and, the, and the Swaggart band or whatever the hell they are, right? Yeah. So uh-huh. literally two weeks. So my parents and I got into this big argument. Right. Because they were then trying to restrict me from listening to Christian rock and roll, right? No, so Striper the big argument, right? Literally two weeks later... This guy gets into this whole thing. What was it? What was her name? Uh, Tammy. Uh, what was? Uh, what was? What was the Jimmy Swaggart? The whore that Jimmy Swaggart got into. I don't know. I don't, but, I don't run anyway, around whores. Yes. So anyway, I got into an argument with my parents. Right. I said, so this is the guy that I'm supposed to listen to as my spiritual do as I mentor? say, not as I do. Exactly. I right. said maybe he should have listened to a little bit more striper Christian rock and roll yeah. like striper. Right, and, and 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 then he would have been in trouble. Anyway, that, not, that anytime I hear Jimmy Swagger, it always triggers me because from my youth, that's one of those arguments. You know, like you you probably think of some with your mom that yeah. you had an argument when you were seventeen or eighteen or didn't agree with the right. Uh-huh. That's always one is that Jimmy Swagger tried to say that Christian rock and roll music was the devil music infiltrating all of our. And I always try to say, it's good. Well, Jimmy Swagger will appreciate the fact that three hours before every home game, we've got you covered with all you need to know from around the league with our Black and Gold Live uh, from Rivers Casino Sportsbook, brought to you by Tri-State Office Furniture and Saloni's Italian Bread.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.